0: Hey guys, how you doing? Good, good. Hey, let's uh, let's warm up the atmosphere a little bit. Let's turn to the person next to us, give him a high five, and say Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> awesome, awesome. Alrighty. Um. So, um, Kevin came up and um, he read from Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. And uh, he was talking about uh, New Year's resolutions. Have you guys done your New Year's resolutions this year? Anybody? No? No, not yet? I mean, it is the 1st first, first of January, I guess. You know, haven't had the chance to do it yet. Is there anything that you guys have in mind you guys are thinking about? Maybe a new car? Nobody? No? Yes? Yeah, new car? Anybody um, trying to get out of um, the rental market? Yeah? Some people? Yeah, hopefully get out of the rental market. Um, I'm sure there's people who are, um, some of your New Year's resolutions is, um, ridding yourself of certain old habits, right? I'm sure there's those things on there. There's probably material things. There's probably, like, things to do with character, things to do with circumstance and situation. Uh, I'm sure we've all got uh, many different things on our resolution list, right? Um... Today's sermon, I guess, or message um, somewhat has to do with New Year's resolutions because um, it's about asking God for help, right? It's asking God for blessing regarding those resolutions or regarding those desires or um, things that are on your heart or in your mind that you want resolved, right? Um, so is the thing ready by any chance? Yes, help my unbelief. So we're going to read from Mark chapter 9, verse 17 to 20, not 17, sorry. chapter uh, chapter 9, verse 21 to 27. Um, If you guys can all open up your Bibles. I have the slides ready, but I I think it's better when you guys can get your Bibles open. It just seems more personal. Let's just turn to it. If we can reach out on our phones, whatever device, or um, if you've got a physical Bible. Let's turn to Mark, chapter 9, verse 21 to 27. It is a bit Big chunk of verses. So what I'm going to do? We're going to take turns reading it. I'll get you guys to read verse 21. I'll read verse 22. How's that? Sound fair? Yeah. All right. How about you guys? You guys start it off. Ready? Go. Hey Amen. He has he has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him, but if you can do anything, if you can do anything. Take pity on us and help us. Amen, amen. Let's read with some oomph, some conviction, guys. <laughs> it's the word of God. <laughs> um, all right, verse, um, verse 24. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Yes spirit, he said. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, My gosh, he must be dead. Verse 27, we're gonna read it all together. Ready, go. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. Amen, amen. I'm sure um, many of you are familiar with this story. If you're not familiar with this story, it's an amazing story about Jesus. He sends out his disciples. The disciples go out and uh, they, they bump into this man and his child is, is, is um, demon-possessed and he's, he's having difficulties with just going on with regular life. You can imagine how heartbroken this father must have been, especially for those who are um, in parenthood uh, or who are parents. Um, I don't look it, but I am a parent. Um, I'm 35, so just putting it out there. Because I had a kid the other day I was playing basketball with. He said, what school do you go to? So I was like, sorry, mate, Um, I'm 35. (laughs) Anyways, anyways. Um, You can imagine how heartbroken this man must have been. He bumps into these people who say that they're the disciples of Jesus. He must have been so excited because... Word had it that Jesus was going around doing some amazing things, right? And so he bumps into this man. The man's excited, but the disciples couldn't do anything, right? So the disciples come back to Jesus. They report to him. Hey, look, I gave we gave it our best, but nothing happened. So Jesus comes up to his disciples. He tells them off a little bit. And then he goes, all right, what's been going on? What's happening? And they have this conversation. And what's interesting is when Jesus talks to this man, he says, um, Nothing is impossible for those who believe. Why? Because the man said, if you can. It triggered Jesus. Jesus was mad triggered. He was like so triggered. He said, if you can? Are you serious? I'm the son of God, right? (laughs) I'm part of the Trinitarian, you know. I created this universe. So he said, of course I can, if you believe, right? And the thing I want to tell you guys today is, what's your New Year's resolution, right? Right? What's your New Year's resolution? Because, I mean, we're Christians. We go to our Father in heaven. When, when you're a kid, you go to your father to get stuff. True? Like if you need a new toy. My daughter comes up to me all the time, at least twice a day. She goes, Dad, I need a new toy. I'm like, you got 15 million. All right, I think it's enough. All right, true, true, yeah. Um, <clears throat> we're Christians. We have a heavenly Father, right? So if we need something, we should be going to him and asking him for things, right? What's part of our New Year's resolution? Whatever is on that list, what we should be doing naturally as Christians is going to our Father and saying, Father, we need these things. But when we come to the Father like this man did, if you can, you get scolded, right? He goes, what do you mean if you can? As long as you believe, nothing is impossible for me. So guys, that Ferrari, come on. Lamborghini? You're not into that? No? No? Is it the um, Honda something? (laughs) I don't know cars. I just know Ferraris and Lamborghinis. Um, So, what's on your list? Right? Come to the Father. Nothing is impossible for Him. Nothing is impossible. Right? Let me say that one more time. Nothing is impossible for the Father. We need to bring it before Him, though. Right? If you believe. Everything is possible for those who believe. The problem is never in God's capacity to give. God has never had an issue in his capacity to give. Let's make that clear. He has never had an issue. He has never had a lack of supply. He's never had a a lack of things to give to us, right? The problem is never in God's capacity to give. The problem is always in our unbelief right? It's our unbelief that prevents those things, those resolutions, right? Now, amazing, awesome, problem solved, right? News resolutions, done, right? Because all we have to do is now come to the Father and ask. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. According to today's passage, there's another problem that occurs when we come to the Father to ask him for something. It's the problem of unbelief, Right? And how many of you guys have struggled with a lack of faith or a lack of belief? I'm sure everyone has experienced this sometime in their life. right? You're going through a difficult situation at work and you get on your knees because it's so tough. right? It's a terrible workplace. It's a toxic environment. You know you're meant to be somewhere else. You know you're called to be in another place. So you get on your knees and you cry out to the Father... You just can't believe that God's going to give you a better workplace. You just can't see how the situation can be resolved, right? There's some issue going on with your family, inside your family. You just can't see a resolution to this problem. There's no possible way that even God could fix this situation. How many of us have been in a situation where our unbelief, right? It's prevented us from seeing resolution in our lives, right? The formula is simple. We just need to come and ask. But the belief part, that's what's difficult. Right? We struggle with unbelief. But according to today's passage, even the problem of unbelief, even the problem of not being able to believe or having a lack of belief can be fixed. It can be fixed. We see it in the confession of the father of the sick child. What does he say? I do believe. Help me, help me overcome my unbelief. Isn't that amazing? Wow. God has a solution even to the problem of our lack of faith. God has a solution. Why? How do we know that's a solution? Because what did Jesus do straight after? The man said, help me overcome my unbelief. And, the, and then Jesus went ahead and he healed the child. A resolution came forth from the confession of this man when he said, help me overcome my unbelief. What a humble statement. I think sometimes as Christians, we, we've learned so many things. We've memorized so many amazing Bible verses. We've heard so many life-changing sermons that we kind of think we're the library of knowledge and that we think we know it all, right? And sometimes it's difficult to to bend these rusty knees before Christ and actually just admit, I need help. I actually lack faith. God, I'm struggling to believe. Wow, right? That was the confession of this man. Jesus proceeds to heal this child. The solution to our problem of unbelief is to do what the Father did. It was to ask God for for faith, for greater faith. There's a little bit of a contradiction here, though. Do we have the slides available? Sorry. If we have the slides available. There's a little bit of a contradiction here. I just want to get onto this before anyone else starts asking questions. How can you believe yet um, need help with your unbelief? Because his confession was, I do believe. That's a bit weird, right? I do believe, but I need help with my unbelief. I think what the father was trying to say of the father of this child, I think what he was trying to say was, I desire to believe. Now help me overcome my unbelief. Okay? Right? I desire to believe. Now help me overcome my unbelief. So, all right. We've, we've established that. All right. There's biblical evidence. And there's biblical teaching to state that I have a problem that needs resolving. And all I need to do is come to the Father and ask for a resolution. But because of my lack of belief, that can't be resolved. But there's a solution. I just need to humble myself and say, help me overcome my unbelief. All right. So we've established that, right? Now, when I first found out about this, I thought, wait a minute. God can give us faith, right? I thought that was a weird concept, that God gives us faith. I thought, because I always thought, I would, you know, I grew up in the church, but I always thought faith was my, that was something that I had to deal with, right? I always thought faith was, that's on my side of the court. Like that's something that I need to work on, right? What I need to bring to the table. But according to today's passage, it's not true. God gives faith. Right? In fact, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10, it reiterates this. It it, it emphasizes even stronger. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Right? And this faith is not of yourself, it is the gift of God. That faith to believe, it actually is a gift from God. Right? Not from works, so that no one can boast. How amazing is that? Wow. We can ask God, and he'll give it to us, this gift of faith. All right? So, all right, Pastor Paul, that's, that's great. It seems like you're the only one who's really excited about this. <laughs> Everyone's just like, yeah, all right, whatever. <clears throat> um, so, all right, that's, that's amazing. Right? We, have, we have this availability, of uh, this gift of, of, of faith right, that we can ask for. Um, the question, I guess, naturally that we need to ask is, so what do we need to do then? So how do we access that gift of faith? How can we, what, what does asking look like as a Christian? What does asking look like as a Christian before the Heavenly Father? Right? What is the gift of faith? How do we receive it? How do we receive it? Right? I, I found this analogy online. Okay. Google's amazing, by the way. Um, who's, who's the CEO of Google? Sundar, He's amazing. God bless that man. Um, suppose someone, suppose someone anonymous, anonymously sent you a million dollar check. Alright? That's 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 a lot of money. All right. You open up your letterbox and it's a it's a check for a million dollars. It's already signed and dated. Is that how checks work? I don't know. I haven't used a check in a while. So. All you have to do is write your name to, and then you just have to write your name, and the check is yours. Someone anonymously sent you a check for a million dollars, and there's a letter that came with it. Just put your name on it. Take it to the bank. The money's yours. And you're thinking to yourself, it's probably one of those African scams. All right? All right? In this analogy, it's not. It's, it's legit. Let's just imagine it's legit. Okay? So you take... Um, Uh, So you take this um, check, but you still must sign the check in order to have access to these funds, right? In no way can signing your name be considered earning the million dollars. True, right? The signature is a non-work. You can never boast about becoming a millionaire through sheer effort of your own business savvy. No, the million dollars was simply a gift and signing your name was the only way to receive it, right? Similarly, faith is that million-dollar generous gift from God. Okay, with that million-dollar currency, you can use it to purchase the blessings of heaven, right? So this million-dollar gift is the gift. Uh, it, it gift is the gift of faith, right? Faith is the generous gift of God, and asking or signing, right? It cannot be considered work. But it's it's how you access that gift. Right? Okay? Um, the signature is a metaphor for the act of asking. And the other way I want to, you know, uh, describe it is prayer. That's all it is. Okay? It's simple. I took a very long time to just talk about prayer. <laughs> Pastors tend to do that. Because, like... We talk about prayer all the time. We've got to repackage it somehow. All right. <laughs> so what, what is the signature? The signature, it's its prayer. All right. It's its going into your prayer closet. It's going into your quiet space, into your room, and, and bending those rusty knees, just getting down, being genuine and sincere with God, being totally honest. Look, I'm not sure if this works. Pastor Paul said this on Sunday, the 1st of January 2023, quite doubtful God. I'm not sure, but I'm giving it a go. And then you pray. You pray. Prayer is the way that we can access this gift of grace. Oh, gift of faith. Sorry. This million dollar gift of faith. Right? There's another method or there's another application. There's another way that we can also receive this gift of faith. There's another metaphor for the signature. Right? And it is... The act of listening, or paying attention during sermons, is that's how I like to phrase it. All right, let's have a look. Um, Romans chapter ten verse seventeen. This is what it says: So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Right. I mean, the word of God—it's so powerful. Right. Hebrews chapter four verse twelve. It actually says that the word of God is living and active. It's not just some ink on a piece of paper, right? It's not just some uh, recollection of someone's writings. It is living and active, right? Um, I heard a um, a story um, back in the days. They used to have this thing called Costa, right? They would gather a bunch of different um, Korean churches. um, And what they would do is they would hold a big conference, And they'll get all these applications from all these different Korean churches all around Australia or Sydney. And then all these young people would flock to this conference, right? I remember hearing a story about a young man. He had bleached his hair red completely. I mean, he stood out like a sore thumb from the crowd. He was sitting right at the back, like streaky. You know, like, um, have you guys, like, do you know, like, Gohan? Not Gohan, like, Goku from Dragon Ball Z. Right. He's, like, he's like super saiyan mode, right? He's got spiky hair, he's sitting right at the back. He's just got his arms folded like this. And he's just got like this, the dirtiest expression, right? The man who came up to do the, the first session, he's, he's standing there. He's preaching and he's preaching. And all these kids are like, Aah! word of God. And this kid was unfazed. So this man, after he finished, he went up to this kid and said, what's wrong with you? He said, I'm an elder son. I'm like, oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> I'm a pastor's kid oh okay I get it All Right? this so, is okay you for the rest of Costa for the rest of the three or four days that we've got left over you and I I've got no more seminars left over so you and I we're going to sit in the kitchen and we're just going to read the New Testament so that's what they did and this man said look at the end of the day you're not allowed to go home you're stuck here for the next three days so might as well just do it So he's like, all right, fine, let's do it. So they sat down, they read the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, this kid starts to shake. His his eyes start to water, Acts and Romans. And the core of his spirit is being shaken, right? The Word of God. And by the time they get to the end of Romans, this kid's like bawling his eyes out. He's astounded by the grace of God, and he decides he gives his, give his life to Christ. Right? Simply just reading the Bible. Right? There's a reason why pastors always come up here and say, "Pray and read the Word," and we repackage it, of course, in different ways. But at the end of the day, prayer and the Word is—it's been preached for two thousand years. Why? Because it works. Right? How do we ask God? How do we how do we get That gift of faith, how do we get it? How do we access it? Pray, read the word of God, right? Jeez, Pastor Paul, you took a very long time to get to that point, right? But I mean, what can I say? It's the truth. And let's give it a personal question. How many of us actually, I'm not going to ask you guys to raise your hands, but how many of us just do it like internally? How many of you guys like pray five minutes a day? 10 minutes. How many of us pray 15 minutes every day? How many of us? How many of us read the Bible every single day? And you sit here and wonder, it's not working. I wonder why it's not working, right? I wonder why it's not working. It's simple. We just got to pray and read the Bible, right? Faith gives us access to the blessings of heaven. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Faith gives us access. It's the currency. Faith is the currency. Faith is the currency to to access the gifts and the blessings of heaven. That Lamborghini, right? That new workplace. A resolution to relationships, a a conflict within your own soul and your mind. These are the things that can be resolved. The things on your New Year's resolution, right? But here's where I want to take it up a a level and I want to step it up a notch, right? Because some of you may be asking, then what's the difference between what we believe in as Christians and what the world preaches? right cuz isn't what the world teaches have you guys heard of the book called the secret anybody heard of the book called the secret nobody never heard of it uh, a lot of like hollywood celebrities kind of use it basically it's like you sit there and you ask the universe for something i want to be a millionaire i want to be a millionaire I want to be a millionaire. you go going to the toilet. I want to be a millionaire. you go going to the cafeteria for some food. I want to be a millionaire. You're going into a meeting. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. And eventually, you reach a point where you become a millionaire. So that's this book. It's called The Secret, right? They call it the um, Speak Things Into Existence book. A lot of Hollywood celebrities love it. Do you guys know the um, uh, party anthem rock? What's that? um <laughs> Red Fu and um, something, those guys <laughs> so they read the book The Secret so they're famous for that as well Like they, they made use of The Secret apparently they want to be the like, biggest DJs in the world and they're like, I want to be the biggest DJ in the world I want to be, and then it, it happened right? what's the difference then between the Christianity and, then, and self-confidence right what's the difference between Christianity and like just mantra meditation Just like repeating something over and over again to the point where it actually comes into existence. Rubbing a lamp so that the genie comes out and grants your wishes and desires. Right? Christianity just becomes another um, self-help book. Christianity just becomes another way to access material and um, peaceful mind. That's all it becomes, right? Right? Look, don't get me wrong. God is definitely invested in external blessings, right? You know, when Jesus was on earth three and a half years, 70% of his ministry, 70% of his recorded ministry was miracles, healings, and wonders, right? God is definitely invested in our well-being, in our health, in the, the car that we drive, and the house that we live in. Don't get me wrong, Right? But God promises external blessings plus the blessing of righteousness. Whoa, you need to get excited about this. Turn to the person next to you and say righteousness. Just, just, just say it. Just righteousness. Like, like you mean it. Just say righteousness. All right? Righteousness. Hey, you know in the world, there's certain things that you can do the the what's that what was that book called again the secret or memorizing mantras meditate there's certain things in the world that you can do to access amazing external blessings do you know that but what god promises when you access the gift of faith that currency can be used not just to purchase external blessings but the gift of righteousness that's something that the world doesn't have right That's something that the world doesn't have. Why? Because Romans tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No one is in right standing with God. No one can stand rightly before God. No one has the capability. No one has the strength or the will or the ability to stand rightly before God. No one has access to the gift of righteousness. But we, with the currency of faith, We're able to purchase not just external blessings, not just well-being, good things. We're able to access the gift of righteousness. Now, for some of you, this is not hitting home. Because you're like, yeah, gift of righteousness. Hey, I want you to imagine this. Just imagine this for a second. Go on a journey with me, like a mental journey with me, right? Let's just imagine this for a second. You wake up in the morning. You wake up in the morning. Every single day that you wake up, you're face to face with the creator of the universe. Psalms talks about, he goes, he breathes stars. Creator of the universe. Let's just imagine that for a second. Every day you wake up, This is the gift of righteousness. I'm trying to describe to you the gift of righteousness right now. You wake up to a relationship with the creator of the universe. You wake up to the one who loves me unconditionally, unrelentingly. You know, all those failed relationships. You know, all those people who've turned their back to you. All those people who've said things that They shouldn't have said or done things they shouldn't have done. Those people that promised to be loyal and love you to the end didn't occur. Hey, you wake up to a man, to a being who loves you more than I deserve. You wake up to a being who is faithful and loyal no matter what. No matter what. No matter if I talk behind his back. No matter if I have moments of disobedience. Right? A God and a man who is loyal and faithful to me no matter what. The one who abounds me with grace all the days of my life. The gift of righteousness is walking with this being. Everywhere. Every day, every minute and every hour, everybody wants a king like Jesus. Everybody wants a king like Jesus. I guarantee everybody wants a king like Jesus. The gift of righteousness, right standing with God. A right standing relationship with the creator of the universe. The one who loves me. The one who will never give up on me. The one who will chase me to the very end. No matter how deep the valley. No matter how high the mountain. No matter how wide the river. Right? Psalms 139. I make my bed in the deeps of the ocean and you are there in the highest of places, and you are there. There is nowhere I can run away from you. The gift of righteousness. Right standing with God. This is what's available. Romans chapter 5, verse 17, it says this. Even greater is God's gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death. How many of us struggle with sin throughout our lives? How many of us struggle with wrong choices, with regrets? How many of us struggle with these things? Death and sin, it's like it's it's laughing over my head. It cackles and it, it taunts me. But the gift of righteousness, it says, you will live a life in triumph over these things. Romans 1, verse 17, it says this, the gospel unveils a perfect righteousness given to us when we believe. It moves us from receiving life through faith to the power of living life, of, of the power of living by faith. We live by faith. It's no longer a struggle. It's no longer a a struggle to survive, right? You're living life by faith. It's like what Jesus did. Every moment in heaven, he was in complete alignment, in absolute relationship, totally connected to God. Every moment of his life. It's the most beautiful thing that you could ever be a part of. I want to encourage you guys today. It's the 1st of January, 2023. What's on your New Year's resolution? I want to ask you, is the gift of righteousness, is that on your New Year's resolution? A fervor and a hunger and a desire to be in right standing with God. Is that in your New Year's resolution? Today, and today's message teaches us that we have access to this thing right now. Not tomorrow, not 2024. Now, this moment, right here. I'm just going to ask the worship team to please come up. I don't know if you guys have heard of the book of Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy. It's a book of laws. It's a whole list of laws that God gives to the Israelites. One of my favorite laws in the book of Deuteronomy is in chapter 15. It's the year of the cancelling of debts. Debt, debts, debts, right? Every seven years, the Israelites, um, whoever owed them money, they would cancel that debt. They were forced to, it was part of the law, right? Some people, they couldn't pay with money and they couldn't pay with material goods. So what they would do is they would go into a contract of slavery because the only way they could pay back what was owed was with their bodies, right? There's an interesting little clause in Deuteronomy chapter 15 where it talks about in the year of the cancelling of debts, If a slave comes up to his master and he says, You know what? I want to be your slave for the rest of my life. Then you are to take an all and put it through the ear of this slave. You know, whenever I read this clause in this law, do you know what comes to mind? How amazing must that master have been that this guy wants to spend the rest of his life as a slave to this man? This is merely a metaphor for what the kingdom of heaven is like. This is merely symbolic of what a relationship with God is like. Man, I've struggled in the world, I've done the rat race, I've fought the fight, I've gone after profit. I've taken care of my image. I've done it all. I'm so tired and fatigued. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And so we come to this master and we spend a year, two years, three years, four, five years, six, and we reach a point where we go, oh my gosh, I would rather you be my master for the rest of my life In fact, for the rest of eternity. Because you're such a good God. Because you love me so much. You've done so much for me. When I didn't deserve it. When I was unworthy. A sinner. A backstabber. Put that all through my ear, Lord. I choose to be your slave. I desire that gift of righteousness. And this time we're just going to close our eyes. As we reflect upon 2022 and as we look forward to 2023, right now, let's humbly come before God and ask Him for the gift of faith, the gift of faith, which is going to be used as a currency to access the gift of righteousness. God, give me faith, faith to believe that I can be a Christian, a Christian, Where I'm not tempted any longer. Faith to believe. Where I can be a a man and a woman of God that won't struggle any longer with the temptations and the lies of the enemy. Faith to believe. That I can be in right standing with God every minute, every moment of my life. That this is what I can be. Let's pray. Let's pray. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh Lord, we come before you humbly Lord, humbly Lord, humbly Lord, humble before you, humble before your grace, humble before your awe-inspiring love, humble before, Lord Father, your, Lord Father, your overwhelming grace, Lord God, humble before the goodness of the Father, the mercy of Christ. The counsel and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, humbled before you, we ask, give us the currency of faith, give us the gift of faith. Father, we need greater faith. We need greater faith in this generation, Lord God. We need greater faith. I need greater faith in this life that I live, Lord. I need greater faith, Lord God. I need greater faith. I can't do without your faith. I can't live this life without your faith, Lord. Lord, I need more faith. I need more faith to believe that nothing is impossible for the God of of the universe, that nothing is impossible for the lamb that was slain, that nothing is impossible for the Lion of Judah, that nothing is impossible for my Counselor, the Holy Spirit. Yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I need faith. I need your faith. I need your faith. I need your faith. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord. I do desire. I desire to believe. It's the confession of this man with the sick child. I desire to believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. I desire to believe. Now help me overcome my unbelief, Lord. This unbelief. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In this time, I'd just like to invite people to I want you just to raise your hands and, and, and put it before you. You know, when, when you receive a gift, you don't stick your chest out. When you receive a gift, you don't put your palms on your lap. When you receive a gift, you put both hands out to receive. God has a gift for every single one of us here today. If you're willing to receive, if you're willing to believe that God has something for you, I want you to raise your hands and stick them out just like you're about to receive. A big gift, a big present from the Father. And I just want us to silently pray and just listen to what God is saying over our lives. The things that He's singing over your life right now. Whew, that melody. Oh, yes. That song. That beautiful song. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Listen. Listen. God. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Father, Father, Father. Oh, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Give us ears to hear, eyes to see. Ears to hear, eyes to see. Ears to hear eyes to see. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Oh, I love you. I love you, my son. I love you, my daughter. You are my beloved. You are the prize jewel of my collection. I will never forsake you. I will never abandon you. My peace is upon you. Yes, Lord, these are the gifts. These are the gifts that you're proclaiming over FLM today, Lord. These are the gifts. My peace is upon you. My joy, my joy will burst forth from your life fountain of joy yes Lord yes Lord Father we thank you we thank you for your faithfulness who am I who are we Lord what have we ever done to deserve such grace such love and loyalty from you we thank you for your faithfulness Father we pray it's the 1st of January 2023 and I I know it's probably just another Sunday I mean We humans like to celebrate big events. I guess that's why we do these things. But Father, regardless, regardless, Lord God, we've put an emphasis on this date. We've set it as a milestone, Lord God. And I believe you honor the things that we uphold and value. And as long as we honor, Lord Father, this day, the 1st of January, 2023, I believe you're going to honor the conviction and the desire within our hearts to see change in our lives, to see movement in our family, to see a touch of God upon my workplace, upon my relationships, upon my finances, but most of all, the gift of righteousness, a right standing with you, Lord God. We thank you. And in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give praise to God. Let's just give him all the glory in this time.